What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of SSPN Post Game, Ethan. Another week of doubleheaders, and I don't remember what the record was last week, but for this week, it's two Spurs losses in a row. Um, but for lottery odds, that's a good thing. That's something we can always keep in perspective, but I'm just going to throw it to you, Ethan. Uh, we were just talking about it a little bit before on air. What, what were your thoughts on this game overall? Uh, first half was pretty competitive. You know, we finally had a lot of our guys back. Obviously, I'm still missing Keldon and Trey, um, pretty big pieces to our squad. But I felt like, okay, it'll be a competitive game for the most part. But then, you know, it's a pretty simple formula here. Milwaukee was like, wait a minute, we're the number one seed. We have Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they just went on a crazy run in that third quarter, and there was just no recovering for the Spurs. Like, nobody played bad. Nobody played good. It was just a very, like, eh game for the Spurs it felt like we couldn't really find any momentum it doesn't help when you shoot 23 percent from three-point land you shot it 39 times and only made it nine and then Milwaukee shot 52 percent from the field 35 percent for three um, they only played Giannis 24 minutes like it, it was just uh we were just out and he had but, 31 and 14 yeah 31 and 14 <laughs> two assists, only two turnovers every Milwaukee player was positive and every Spurs player was negative in the plus minus, if you care about that stat. So <laughs> it was really just the Spurs being outmatched. Um, it, it just wasn't a fair fight from start to finish. Yeah, you know, when we were talking about this, and I was even texting you about it before, I was saying, like, this game is still so much better than last night. Yeah. Which, would it kind of seems weird, because if you look at the score, I think actually the Bucks might have ended up winning by more than the Pelicans did last night. They won 130-94 to 94 officially, so... What mm -hmm. that's that's thirty six points. Um, I can't do the math for, the, or I don't have the other score up immediately. But you know, it, I'm not sure. It might be a little bit more or a little bit less. But the point is, if if you look at the the scores, they, Milwaukee beat one, one extra point. We lost right. by thirty five and then thirty six. Yeah, right. So even though they won by more, this was actually like a more competitive game, and that's not just because of the first half, but um, just because of the people that the Spurs had on the floor. Like they got Zach. Sohan and Devin on the floor tonight um, obviously still resulted in a 36 point loss and they dominated and took over as they should as mm -hmm. you know with the best record in the league and the number one team in the east um, but at the same time it was like there was a reason why it was a two-point game you know with about two to three minutes left in that second half and it looks like the Spurs were about to come back and that's kind of what you that's what you were alluding to earlier that's right when the Bucks were like, okay, you know, we've played with these guys for basically this whole first half. Let's go on a little run here to really, you know, make them feel who we are. Like when we're, you know, going a hundred percent and they were up by 15, just like that. And then they continued that momentum. Basically what we saw in that last little two to three minute stretch of the, uh, the first half is what we saw for the entirety of the second half. Yes, correct. Agreed. <laughs> Not too much to go off there, Ethan. I'm no, sorry. No, you're fine. Any, <laughs> anything else that I would say would literally just be repeating myself or you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep it at that. Agree. Like, <laughs> we can jump into the box score a little bit. Just talking about some good things that I did see in uh, those first, what, that would be 22 minutes of the game. Um, mm -hmm. I saw Malachi have a nice little up and under. Um, I saw him adjust uh, in traffic, not just to go make a layup, um, but also adjust to make a good pass. Um, I saw that from Mamu tonight as well. Obviously, Mamu is going to go out there and, and try his best being from the Bucks, um, yeah. and, and kind of play with a little bit, you know, I mean, he, he's Mamu. So 
we know the intensity. He always plays hard. It wasn't like too different than what we've already seen, but I wasn't surprised that I saw him pull out a little bit of flashes just in his homecoming game, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about him a bunch on the Bucks broadcast too. And I, I think it's fitting also that we picked him up from Coach Bud, and then they picked up Wee's camp from us. Yeah, <laughs> like we're the Coach Bud and Pop. Even though, like, they were saying that uh, when Sandro, like, Pop didn't even know who Mamu Kelishvili was. It was just like the front office came in and they were like, "Hey, like, we want to sign him, uh, or we want to sign this two-way guy out of Milwaukee. Uh, we really like him." And Pop's just like, "Cool," because th- at this point in his career, he's just straight coaching. Um, yeah, but. Still, it doesn't matter. The pop bud connections, they're going to lead to just the Spurs and Bucks trading players for, you know, the rest of the time that they're there. I I welcome it. Me too. They've all been pretty (laughs) stout additions. Who else did we get from Milwaukee? Is it just Mamu? It's just Mamu. But then the Sixers, the Sixers, we got two people from this year. We got Bassie and and, and Champagne. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw some nice things from from Champagne tonight. Obviously, you know, not the most like how do i say this um like you're not gonna take away a bunch from this tape <laughs> because yeah. of the circumstances but still just kind of showed his ability to you can go get buckets off the off the dribble i mean it, that was kind of an easy layup the one i'm thinking about in my head but showed again that he's just a he had he made some good defensive plays he did that last night too um obviously these are both blowouts but i've seen him make some some steals some blocks get his hands in there a little bit um, and make some shots as well. So good to okay. see that from him. Um, our boy Barlow, man, or my boy Barlow is really what I should say. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, yeah. Is is struggling bad, man. Like it, it's it's looks yeah. real rough as of late. Like it's it's like like the spurts that we saw of him in the better or excuse me, the spurts we saw of him earlier in the season were better than what we've seen as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't know if that's I, well, no, it's definitely just that we're giving him more minutes. As much as I could try to talk myself out of that, that's that's just bluntly kind mm-hmm. of what it's been. Um, so it I doesn't... think the, the signing of Mamu Kelishvili, I don't know if that's what you were going to go to there, but um, I was just going to say it's it's kind of looking – I feel like if we bring him back next year, it's going to be on another two-way. But the thing is I, I wouldn't rule that out. And that's not just because I've been on the train the whole season. I'm just saying because if some other team is going to pick him up, it's probably going to be on a two-way too. So mm-hmm. yes. unless we, we may end up finding somebody different, but it also wouldn't surprise me if like the whole time they were like, this kid's coming from overtime elite. Like he's going to, it might be two, two years, you know, two years on a two-way. Yeah. Um, old Dom. It hurts that the last couple games he really hasn't had a matchup that's like similar size and stature. He's really had to go against strong physical forwards and centers, which is just not where he is yet in his yeah. career. So it makes it look a lot worse than it probably actually is. I don't know if it's just his physical stature at this point, just a lack of strength. It's also probably a combination of that. And to me, he doesn't really get great positioning and like he uh, leverage like he, he just kind of stands straight up a lot of the times like i feel like that's out that's decreased like i feel like he was better at that earlier in the year too like and i'm not just yeah. saying that like it felt like he was more physical and then now tonight you know comes in two quick easy fouls yes it's Giannis, but like mm-hmm. still like his positioning where his body was it was like if you're gonna try to not get a foul it's like one just don't go for that or you've gotta you can't be where you're standing because yeah. just where you're at like especially against Giannis, but against most players, 
you're going to get called for a foul. Yeah, and he is only 19 still, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, give him an off season to put on some some weight and muscle. Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a two weeks. I don't think anyone else, like you said, is going to give him like a guaranteed NBA contract. And as much as we're crapping on him, like right now, like it doesn't look <laughs> really like yeah. it's tough to watch. Like it, you can't really send him back down to the G League right now. I mean, I know I'm advocating for a two way next season, but that's a little different because you get yeah. time in both but you can't just it's not really beneficial to send him back to the g league at least right now um in in the nature with all especially with the charles bassey injury that's yeah. the main reason why he's been coming up and getting run um is also because like i mean he's been it, it seems like he's kind of i mean i don't know maybe he hasn't but it feels like with the stats at least he was putting up he's kind of peaking in the g league because he's been putting up those <laughs> Yeah. Dare, dare I say it, the Salmonich numbers. Um, but yeah. like, you know, like the last game they played, him and Blake, Blake had 30, dominated, you know, and Blake obviously still has some deficiencies. Mm -hmm. I still think he looks way more comfortable um, just in this last kind of, since the, uh, I guess the Denver game, I yeah. would say, is probably since he's yeah. like, even though he hasn't, you know, if you look at the box score like last night and tonight, you're going to be like, oh, Blake played terrible. But if you actually watch, it's like, okay, He's he's still much more comfortable. It's not like there's not as many turnovers. He seems to know more of what he's doing. Where with Dom, <laughs> Dom doesn't know. Uh, he he's not only is he not in good position whenever it comes to just like putting his body in a place where he's not going to get called for a foul, but he's also doesn't really. It, there's a lot of times where he's confused on defense and rotations and just doesn't mm -hmm. know where to go. Um, it's and, got it's bound to happen. It's yeah, just bound to happen. <sighs> Yeah, but you would have you would have liked to see a little bit more understanding and improvement in that aspect as he's gotten more minutes. So I think it's it's more disappointing, at least from my perspective, um, because of the fact that you you would like to see progression. I also think Jude, <laughs> you up? you probably have way higher expectations. That's true. That everybody else about Don Barlow like That's to me true. like yeah he is definitely not improving in the way that I was, was hoping but I'm not I wasn't expecting a lot out of him yeah um so that's why I'm probably not as disappointed as you are yeah <laughs> no I just I didn't I don't I didn't expect him um well I, get, I didn't expect him to get bullied as much as yeah. he's getting bullied and also the unawareness, the unawareness, like in that video I made, I talk about how he attacks space. Right. And if you go watch his G league tape, like, and even at the beginning, like more like in like March or like January of this year, um, when we were seeing, you know, those earlier minutes I was alluding to, but they were more spot minutes. Um, you know, basically he just wasn't getting exposed as much, which he has been getting exposed more in a lot of different areas. Um, mm -hmm. since he's got more minutes is the way to put it. If you want to go into specifics, it's physicality, it's IQ. Um, and I mean, and, and, and hands too, you could say, I mean, so yeah. many times like to, what pops into my head right now is there's a rebound that comes right to him on the ground and he just fumbles it. And it's probably cause he's just like, I'm in the NBA right now, like, probably. you know, and he's 19, uh, but, you know, excuses can only go so long. But I would say that, especially with the pickup of Mamu Kelishvili, um, it's been huge. Yeah. Probably the, the, the only thing that Dom's going to get is a two way next year. I, I still think his skill set is intriguing. But, you know, if you don't progress in, mm -hmm. you know, those areas, um, potential is just potential, you know, for if you sure. don't reach it. So, 
It'll be a big off season for him for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we're notorious for bringing 20, 22 guys into training camp. And then, you know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Who survives the fire. So he'll probably be one of those fringe dudes that we talk about next year. We're like, oh, he's probably cut. And then he ends he's, up he's somehow next getting year's a Romeo deal. Langford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> or he could be know. like Luca, where we're like, Luca should be the starting power forward. And then suddenly he doesn't chase the ball down <laughs> on defense and he is gone like, <laughs> instantly. So, oh my gosh. It could go either way. Um, oh my gosh, man. You, well, you, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that, like, the other thing with Dom, like, I know I'm, and I'm not even trying to, like, backtrack when I say this. I just thought, like, his ceiling. Like, I was never trying to say he was an all-star. Like, I just want to say that for people. Like, I was never trying to say that. I just thought he could be a really quality switchable. Like, there were a lot of intriguing aspects as a role player. But when you sign Mamu Kelishvili, who's already played three years in college. um, And I also, I called him a rookie, I believe, on here before. He is a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, like, the first real minutes he's getting. For sure. Um, And he's still 23. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. there you go i mean yeah. there are a lot of 23 year old rookies out there uh so i think we talked about that with Derek on an episode yeah. before but um yeah he's he's everything dom isn't and more <laughs> yes yes so yeah thank god we made that pickup i can't no, imagine for sure. how poor we would be think about roby about dude imagine if we had roby oh. at that point barlow might be the better option <laughs> honestly you're not wrong <laughs> Like, rip stanley too i miss stanley oh my gosh i yeah. miss my guy stanley but Man. um you, you you briefly mentioned blake uh two for 12 tonight obviously not a great right. box score but he had six assists six boards still brings the energy like you said looks more comfortable every game more confident i'm fine with him missing 10 shots as long as he continues to take those shots with the same amount of confidence which he has continued to yeah. do um so like this is what we wanted, right? Like he he like you said, he was dominating in the G League. We were like, bring him up, let him get real NBA minutes. He'll make mistakes. He'll have off games. He's learning from them, and we're trying to lose anyway. So I welcome these <laughs> these two for twelve games, um, as long as his mentality continues to stay strong. Yeah, and it it still it looks different than, mm-hmm. than it Dom, does, right? It, way different. And I he didn't understands even... what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't even get to that earlier. I I don't think I got to like actually saying it but like him and dom 30 for Mm -hmm. for blake and then 27 and 13 in dom's last game so like that's why you can't really send dom back right now because he's at the point where both of them blake and dom because they're dominating the g league so they're not really getting as much out of that after sending a full season down there um Mm -hmm. and so now you gotta put them in these real situations you know but this is where you find out you know who's who is and who isn't the biggest improvement with blake that is another thing Barlow has continued to struggle with is he's kind of figured out the nuances of his teammates. Like when he first got here, he was kind of still playing like he was in the G League where it was like pick and roll, pick right. and roll, and and not really knowing how Doug likes the ball, where he's going to cut, when he's going to cut, um, how Keldon likes the ball and dribble handoffs, whatever it might be. And he's kind of slowly picked those things up and that's kind of helped his playmaking as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the playmaking is the main thing. Yeah, he definitely looks he and when he goes out there now, like when he's bringing the ball up the floor, like you said, he's not just like, all right, let me Notre Dame this. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he's okay, I'm, I'm going to be a point guard. Yeah, like which which you'd like to see that progression as well. Um, Same with Malachi. From time yeah, 
for sure. Absolutely. And that was kind of the next person I was going to turn to. I know he had another bad shooting night mm-hmm. tonight, but I feel like that's just kind of, I mean, everybody had a bad shooting yeah. night when, when you look at the numbers overall. Um, and, and that just, once again, is a result of being outmanned. Um, we've said this multiple times. Malachi's had bad shooting nights before, and then he bounces back. Um, this is another example of that. Just another tidbit on the game, Ethan, that I noticed. Notice as soon as Giannis was out for an extended period of time, that's when Zach started scoring. Zach mm-hmm. had, like, no points. I noticed that. <laughs> and then he ended up with 12 and 7 all. And, like, most of those came when Giannis was out. It was just like. Mm-hmm. you could just I, see the difference and we I, I, still were getting outplayed by them for sure yes and w- what's funny about zach is we've given him so many roses in the last couple of weeks because of how well he's played since the Jakob trade um but that's there's still the reality of when he's having to play against big right. dudes he's not going to get as many touches so if he's playing with someone similar size similar stature we're going to run the ball through him in the post, let him go to work, let him dominate, and he'll get 20 and 10. Like right. that That's something you can expect. But when he's going up against Jonas Valanciunas, Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo, these are big, girthy dudes. Joel, Joel Embiid, Nikola Pause. Jokic. Yeah, Bam Adebayo. Like the, these A-level to like B-plus level centers, yeah. he might not Nurk. have as great of numbers. Yeah, Nurk. Um, but, but as soon as he gets a, a mismatch, he's gold. Um but in order for him to be gold, he also kind of has to be next to Sohan, Keldon, and Devin and Trey, ideally. Yeah. Like they being on the court, them being on the court opens up his entire game. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that's just another good point on, you know, unfortunately, there's just, I mean, he's a Gonzaga big. Mm-hmm. And Zabonis is a little bit bigger than him. And, yeah. you know, we'll have to see. I think I might have even talked about this yesterday. But we'll have to see, like, now that he's had a full season, like, playing fully healthy, if maybe he can, you know, add on some strength in, mm-hmm. in the summer. But, you know, this might also just be who he is. Um, yeah. At least physically. Yeah. Know? I wouldn't. It's weird. I don't know if they want him to. Is yeah, thing. right because of his history with knee and ankle issues. More weight would only make that worse, and then it's and they may just envision him straight up as a backup big, like you know, could be moving and forward. You could also knock on wood, play him next to a Victor Wimbanyama potentially, and then you just have two guys that could play four or five, and then you can you know kind of switch it from there. Who knows what they're gonna do? But yeah, and with Bassey's injury too, that's another thing that kind of sucks about that. Like, not yeah. only is it just that injury, but I would have really liked to see him like. Last night and tonight against a Valanciunas and mm-hmm. against a you know a Giannis slash a Brook Lopez because he's really you know the the most physical guy that we have at, at center that could match up the best matchup for those guys. I still think he loses all of those matchups overall for sure, but I think that he he is able to match up physically better than Zach would be. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Sucks that those kind of reps were stolen from us because those would have been. Nice to kind of scout for the rest of the season. But the Spurs mm-hmm. know, and, and we'll get to see next year too. And for however long he stays, because technically he could stay for four years. Yeah. Like just $2.5 million. Love that contract. Love it. Love that contract. Um, Devin Vassell had a bad shooting night tonight. But, I mean, it's the same thing. And you, you could look at the plus minus, be like, minus 33. Yeah. He didn't play that bad. He uh-huh. just... I mean, it, once again, it's this this situation, um, but it, and it's a very similar sort story as we've said with Malachi early this year. All good looks, 
Um, I like the space that he was able to create. He has just become such a good shot creator this yeah. year. That has been the thing for Devin. You know, I've talked about the hop steps. I try to describe it, all that stuff. I should just say his shot creation. I mean, if you want to say one thing that has improved for Devin this year, that it's just like leaps and bounds and kind of came out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. that. It yeah. is that. And he found a way to get two steals tonight. There were two strips, like, back-to-back. Obviously, these are all garbage minutes, but, like, I, I like to see that. Um, they were against kind of bigger guys. I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, yeah, looking on here, I, I can't see. Nobody pops out. But, you know, I, I just want to say 5 for 16, but don't sweat it, Spurs fans. <laughs> Yeah, he, he 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 looked confident to me. He was he looked strong. It was just the shot wasn't falling. Plus, Milwaukee's defense we can't say enough about there. Right, they just swarm. Yeah, yeah. I know there's not too much to say about this game, Ethan. I might be dragging it out a little bit, but one thing I did want to talk about, and this is actually, I mean, good lord, hopefully it doesn't bleed into next season. I don't think mm-hmm. it will. But what do you what do you think about Jeremy Sohan? Because that, when he kind of, it seemed like he got hurt a little, like he re-aggravated his thighs or his knees, this whole nagging thing that Pop has been talking about. And that was really when the turnover started at that two-minute mark uh, of the second quarter. Do you remember that exact moment I'm talking about? Sort of, yes. Yeah, he had the ball and then it was like he, you know, something in his leg or a knee or a thigh, which is what he's been dealing with lately. It's like kind of got... You could, I could tell at least watching, and even the uh, broadcasters were like, the Milwaukee broadcasters were like, it looks like he hurt himself. He just let go of the ball kind of because he winced because he stepped on something. Yeah. yeah. And then he came back in the second half. And I think this is just exactly what Pop told us he's been dealing with. But like, I think that's why I know that this may sound crazy. I think that's why he went 0 for 5 from 3. I know he's not a good three point shooter already, but I you could tell that he yeah. couldn't get his legs under him, and that's why he was frustrated with the shots when he was taking them. You, mm-hmm. you see, you could, I yeah. can tell you you know what I'm talking about now. As soon as you said that, I forgot because I remember watching him take a corner three in the third or fourth quarter. I can't remember which one, and like he took like a really weird and like deliberate dip. Like he like bent bent his knees more than usual, and I really got under the shot. And as soon as he yes. released it, like you heard him go f word, like. Because it like it was front rim, and he like kind of jogged back up, not full speed, and it was like, yeah, something's something's wrong. Like I thought it was just confidence, but that makes more sense that he he hurt his leg a little bit, and he thought he needed a little more. And we only gave him twenty three tonight too. Yeah, that I'm not worried about it, um, but he, he might just have to sit out a few more games and like for the rest of the season, maybe. Exactly, Ethan. You so. you lobbed it up or you dunked it. I threw you the invisible lob. You didn't even realize you were catching it and posterizing uh, Giannis there. With no in re- regard for in revenge, In revenge of tonight's game. Yeah. With no regard uh, for you. Giannis is done. Y- you yep. just... Uh, <laughs> he's he's quit. Mm-hmm. Thonasis has been cut. Thonasis is... Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Thanasis. We were going with that now. Oh, I think we were just saying that Sohan, that might be a little more serious maybe than right. we thought. He so might be he out for the season. That's what out. I was... I mean, and I don't know. They might just keep playing him because they know it's not that serious. But that's yeah. why he got... T- he only played 23 minutes. And that's why, like, you know, if, if somebody else, you all noticed that watching the game. Um, I, I'm sure it had to do with that. Because all the body language was indicating that it was something in the lower body, which is exactly what's been like keeping him in and out as of late. I don't know what the number is either, but I feel like he's played, 
out of everybody on our team, other than like the like the bottom tier, like Kata Bates Diop, he's played a lot of games this season. Taking a lot of wear and tear too. Wear and tear. He plays a physical game. Yes. He fights for every loose ball, dives on the ground. So like his body's probably just like, all right, man. And plus it's his rookie year. So he probably hit that rookie wall too. He's probably fatigued, you know, because he only <laughs> no, played for what, real. 30 games in college. Yeah, wherever many at Baylor. Yeah, and dude's so... about to go play for the national team in Poland because yeah. he just doesn't care. I wonder if Pop will be like, hmm. but the problem is the Spurs love that. Yeah, That's the he'll, problem. Play. he'll play. He'll play. He'll play. They'll, they'll do some, because it's not going to be that serious. But I just wonder, the main thing that I would keep an eye out on is maybe I think there's like, a chance that they we might get an announcement it's like Jeremy Sohan's been shut down for the rest of the year. Especially, I'm glad we're having this conversation because of what I just said, the Poland thing. I didn't mm-hmm. even put that two and two together when I mentioned it two seconds ago. So, yeah, honestly, shut down Keldon too. Shut down Zach. Let's just roll out there with Devin. Let Devin no, 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 get no, the no, rest no. of the game. We can't. Okay, well, if we're leaving Devin, it we got to get one more so Mike Jimenez can be oh, at least. Yeah, we need at least twenty so we'll he can just play. be wrong. Okay, just, right. just Keldon and Sohan. No. Trey and, we'll, and Devin. Trey, Trey and Devin. Trey that's and fine. Devin and Zach can play. And then that's how we... And Malachi, of course. So that's how we'll get them. And, and that's how we'll beat the Jazz. Either the Jazz or, or... the Wizards. Or the Wizards. Yes. This Wizards game that's coming up Friday is going to be... It's going to be so important now. A doozy. <laughs> we got to get the win. We just got to make Mike Jimenez wrong. For those of y'all who don't know what I'm referencing, he's the ESPN San Antonio guy, uh, yeah. radio guy who hates on Sohan a lot. and uh, For no reason. For, yeah, for no reason. And and also, um, it, he said that the Spurs were only going to win 19 games. So, you know, Sohan's proven him wrong. Let's let him do it again. Unless he's out for the season. Devin can do it. Please. Please. All right, Ethan. What, what are our plans for Friday? Are we going to be able to do one or no? I think so. Okay. I should be free. I Yeah. I yeah. So. I am free. So that'll be a six o'clock game too. Oh, perfect. Um, so gym afterwards. Yes, sir. So we'll be up. Uh, we'll be up live at around 830 then. A little, mm. an hour, hour earlier than usual. So that's nice. Um, and he says, "Is if Jimenez is off by one or two, is he really wrong? Absolutely, yes. yes. Definitionally, definitionally, yes. He was not exactly correct. Therefore, I totally, he is wrong. Yes, I totally get what you're saying. But the, that's kind of the joke. He's been trolling Sohan, and then I forget there was a bunch of stuff that he said. But he definitely got proven wrong with the Sohan stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. he'll of course. Th- that's kind of the point. Is saying he's wrong would annoy him more because it would only be one game difference, which would mean he's not." really that wrong but now we've explained it so it's ruined anyways thanks He's for wrong. hanging out with, thanks for hanging out with us tonight y'all uh thanks for coming hanging out with us throughout this season as well and especially this back-to-back because these have been two rough ones if you've been trooping it out here with us so don't forget to like and subscribe if you love the spurs and if you like our content and also if you want to stay updated with the show follow us on twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see y'all later.